the single most powerful force in the entire planet Earth is evolution. Life is moving forward. It always has and it always will. Now, why do we think that we need to be perfect? Nature isn't perfect. I mean, look back a hundred years ago. My grandparents, they grew up in an era after the Second World War here in Germany. Everything was destroyed and had to be built up again. Since then, there has been an incredible time of prosperity and peace like we've never seen before. Life has gotten a lot better. Just think about the technology we have today versus then a hundred years ago. When my grandparents grew up, they didn't have a television. Maybe they had a radio, maybe. So life has gotten better. Nature is not perfect. We're just moving forward and you have a choice. You can either go with mother nature and just try to be a little bit better every day or you can go against it and try to be perfect. Mother nature exists for millions of years. Still, we're not at the end of evolution. So why do you think that you need to be perfect? You don't need to be. You just need to get a little bit better every single day. That's all you need to do. Let's look at it from a different angle. In 2009, I was 14 years old and I was the first person in my class to have an iPhone. Now, that piece of technology, it was marvelous. I loved it. And all my classmates envied me. Now, I have two children today. If I gave them an iPhone from 2009 and they took it and got to class with it, their classmates would laugh at them. They wouldn't take them seriously. Why? Because every iPhone they roll out afterwards was simply better. So the first iteration of your product will never be the best. The first iteration of your speech or your comedy joke will never be the best. You iterate, you improve all the time over and over and over and over again through repetition. The more you expose yourself to those situations where you can get feedback, the faster you can progress. So the easiest way to progress is to give that speech, is to launch that product, to see what works, what doesn't. I mean, comedians, for example, they practice their jokes in small bars for months before they ever put them on the big stage. They test and refine and experience and they see what angle does work and which jokes are just not funny. So don't think you need to be perfect. You need to be moving forward and you need to give yourself the reps. And that's the second key. There's a difference between quantity and quality and oftentimes quantity does lead to quality. Quantity does lead to quality. The more you do it, the better you become. But when you are stuck in perfectionism, here's what you do. You delay getting in the game. You'd rather be totally prepared. But when you give your first speech, when you tell your first joke, when you launch your first product, you don't know how to do it. It doesn't matter if you've thought about it for months and weeks and years. It doesn't matter. 
All that matters is, do you have the reps? Do you have the practice? Do you have the experience? So you need to make it a habit to ship your work. I mean, for years when I started this YouTube channel, I was doing daily videos. Daily videos because I needed to put in the hours. I needed to get good at communicating. And maybe you think, well, Yannick, you're not really good at communicating. Just look at my first videos. They were terrible. But I had to put terrible out there for good to emerge. Let that be a mantra. I had to put terrible out there for good to emerge. And now I have to put good out there for world class to emerge. This is a continual process. And it's key number three. If you want to overcome perfectionism, you need to value process more than results. It's in a process that you hone your skills, that you hone your craft, that you get better at something. One of the worst beliefs you currently have today is you believe some people are gifted and others are not. Like some people are gifted speakers, some people are gifted comedians. No, they're not. They've just been telling jokes for decades. They've just been talking in front of people for years. It is the practice through which you develop mastery. So don't believe that you couldn't do something. It's a cheap excuse. You can do anything you want, but you need to define what do I want to be good at? What do I want to master? And then decide to put in the practice, to put in the reps, to detach from the results. At first, they won't be there. Success is a compounding effect. The more work you put in, the more it compounds behind the scenes until one magical moment, you have a breakthrough. You appear to be an overnight success. I mean, during the pandemic, there was one comedian, Julie Noakley, and she had been on YouTube for a long time, apparently. She said she had like 50,000 subscribers for years and it wouldn't grow. But she was doing videos. She was telling jokes all the time. And then during the pandemic, she did one video about her past self explaining, or her future self explaining her past self, how the pandemic changed everything or so. And that changed her entire life. That video got 18 million views and probably still counting. It changed her YouTube channel. It changed her destiny. But it wasn't that one video that changed her life. It was all the practice she had put in for years that made her that good. So expect at first that you won't get the results that you are aiming for. At first, you need to put in the miles, put in the effort, put in the practice. Do it over and over and over and over again until you get good at it. And then what you need to do is you need to value your own personal standards more than what you think other people expect of you. I mean, when you go into giving a speech and you're in front of like the whole C-suite, for example, it's easy to freak out. It's easy to see, okay, what are they going to think? And is this going to work? And what if I say something dumb? Sure. The key is to focus on what's the best I can do. 
No, no, what they're going to think. That's not in your control, that's outside your control. But you can do work that you think is good enough. That you think was your best effort. That is within your control. When I do videos, sometimes they don't perform. Sometimes I look back and I feel like embarrassed by the level of quality I had put out. But at that time, I was meeting my internal standard. I decided this is good enough. Let me ship this work. Let me put it out there. Let me gather feedback. Let me see what can I improve. So try to match your internal expectations, your internal standards, rather than something external. A mentor of mine, Robin Sharma, he has been writing on a book, The 5am Club, which is magical for four years. Now you might think that's perfectionism. Why does it take someone four years to write a book? The ideas had been there. He could have written this in a month, two months, maybe. I don't know him personally, but probably. But he was aiming for his internal standards. It wasn't perfectionism. He tried to produce something that was magical in his own eyes. You can't predict whether someone will like something or not. That's outside your control. When you write a book, there are going to be haters. Anticipate that. Expect that. That's part of the author process, the author journey, as well as every other journey. When you do something extraordinary, some people will love it and some will hate it. It's part of the game. And then the last key piece of advice I want to give you. There's the experience and then there's the objective decision. How you experience something is so much differently than how it really is. So here's the key. When you are stuck trying to make a decision, for example, look for what decision makes you feel good instead of trying to do pros and cons. I mean, when I was a teenager, I used to watch this one TV series. And at one point, the couple in the TV series was about to have a baby. And the woman was pregnant. And they were thinking about, do we keep this child or not? And they were trying to write all these pros and cons. And they were overthinking it, clearly. Pros, okay, we have this and this, and this and this and this. But you don't make such a decision based on logic. You are living in a head-driven world. But the heart is what shows you is the right path. So instead of trying to overthink and trying to have all the perfect reasons to do something, go with what feels right. Not always, surely. But when you have a big decision, at some point you just know. At some point, if you just shut out your mind, you just know. I mean, there are many different reasons why you shouldn't start a business. It's hard, it's difficult. Most people fail. But still, people start businesses all the time. Why? Because they have a calling, they have a mission, they have a dream, they have a vision for how their life could be. And they ignore all the cons. Because for them, they know internally, in their heart, that this is the right move. Similarly, if you're going to buy a product, yes, you could spend hours, days, weeks researching 
What's the best product? I recently bought this whiteboard. Simple, I use it for videos. Now, I could have spent days trying to find the perfect one. But what did I do? I went to Amazon, typed in whiteboard, bought more or less the first one that showed up in the results, that had good reviews. It took me like 15 minutes, 30 minutes to find the one that I wanted. Now, could I objectively have made a better choice? Maybe, but it would have taken me so much more time than just going with what felt right. And it was a good decision. You never know if there was a better one, surely. But at some point, you just have to make a choice. Stop overthinking. Start taking action. The more action you take, the more experience you have under your belt. The more experience you have, the more wisdom you gain. It's a simple saying. Wisdom is the product of two things, knowledge and experience. And we live in a world where people have so much more knowledge than they have experience. Yes, get the knowledge, super vitally important, but then put it into practice. Learn, study, experience, put it into test. Do little trials if you want to. If you're about to give a big speech, give 10 small speeches first. Practice your skills so you have more confidence in that situation. But at some point, you just have to face your fears head on. And if you really want to know how to conquer your fears, then watch this video right here. And if you like this video, smash like and subscribe down below. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of my future videos.